Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support. And once again, welcome home. episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Uh, If you're listening to this, well, this will be the last episode that you listen to before Christmas 2022. So hopefully, um, wherever you are, you're surrounded by family and friends and maybe taking some time off from work, maybe eating some baked goods, whatever it is that your family does this time of year. Um, I hope everyone is enjoying the season and taking a moment to to, to soak it in and um, really appreciate the things that all of the things that we all have to be thankful for and remembering the significance of this season um, beyond Santa Claus and the gifts and uh, all of the good treats that you're probably eating also remembering that uh, this is a time to celebrate that God himself came down from heaven and became human um, so that one day we might have a chance to be with him. Mm. Um, so I hope you remember that. And I hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast as we're approaching the end of the year. And I want to, you know, thank everybody who has over the past, I guess it's been a year and a half now, supported this show, uh, supported what we're doing here, what the Katinas are doing. And I want to remind you all that if you'd like to become a partner of the show um, and a partner of what my family does, the best way to do that is to visit thekatinas.com. On their website, you'll find a gift button. Just click on that and it'll take you where you need to go. So thank you in advance for doing that. From the bottom of my heart, it means a lot. Okay. Well, I have a guest here in my house in the studio um, he just arrived home from the I Need Jesus Christmas tour, like literally hours ago, landed here and he landed in Nashville, drove back down here to Franklin and he's sitting in my studio and I'm so thankful for him. So thankful that he's here and I'd like to welcome to the studio my dad, Joe Katina. Dad, thanks for being here. Oh, Josh. Uh, honored to be here and... <clears throat> Thank you for having me. Uh, literally, I did just arrive an hour and 28 minutes ago. Wow. The airport is crazy. And then traffic. Eli and I, Eli's on this tour with us. So as we were coming home, I guess that's just normal Nashville traffic, right, Josh? Yeah. And we were both thinking about you. We were like, man, this is what Josh has to go through uh, on the days you go into the office. So all that to say, I'm so glad to be here. Uh, I can't wait to see mom right after this. But uh you are the second next best thing to see. <laughs> I love you, Josh. So good to be too, here. Dad. I, I really do appreciate you coming by. And um, I'm honored that your first stop from <laughs> home from the, from the tour is here. Before I get into 
the normal things that I ask my guests. I'd love, I feel like I just have to ask you while it's fresh, um, how was the Christmas tour and what did you take away from it? Man, the tour was great. It was phenomenal. Uh, it was excellent. It was fulfilling. It was stellar. It went beyond expectations and it was a grind. It was uh, gruesome, the travel, staying at a different place every night. Um, I uh, Some of the crew, uh, we were ill at different times, you know, ear infections, coughs, colds. Uh, I think Uncle Yeti literally lost his voice for a little bit. And... Uh, but so but all in all i mean that's what comes along with the road right so josh you know the road i remember every time we do a christmas tour i think about the memories over the last i think we counted other than the christmas tours that we did with amy grant and michael w smith and ncc back in the day i think this was our 16th either wow. our 16th tour as the katinas so you and and you were on some of those in fact dude we were driving down uh in LA and we were driving through Norwalk and I thought about you, we saw Rosecrans yeah. and Eli goes, dad, is this real Rosecrans or is this San Diego <laughs> Rosecrans? I said, nah, dude, this is real Rosecrans. So the tour was uh, phenomenal. Thankful to God for all that he did in us and through us. Thankful to all the cousins that bought tickets or had us out to their church. Uh, but I'm also grateful. I am so thankful that it's over. Yeah. I want to ask you what, like, for the people listening at home, can you try and tell us, like, what what is the hardest part about, like, planning a Christmas tour or just mm. a long tour like that? Like, yeah. putting all the dates together, figuring out where you're going to go. Like, what's the, where's, like, the meat and potatoes, of the work that goes into that? So you have to start from who, who wants you, yeah. who wants to bring you out. Because even though you did, we've been doing this for as long as we've been doing it, uh, we just can't assume that, oh, these people are going to want us. So you kind of start getting your feelers. Who wants us? And uh, for a group like us, we build around core dates, which are Sundays and the weekends, right? So this year it was Philadelphia, Tucson, Arizona, and Los Angeles, California. Those were the core dates. So then you try to build dates around that. And uh, this year was unique in that normally we have guaranteed dates. You know, Josh, anyone who follows the Katinas uh, knows that we are not normally like 100% ticket selling act. We have concerts where we sell tickets, but that's that's not the, the rule for us. That's the exception. Well, this year it was almost half. I think we did uh, like... 15 guaranteed dates and 10 ticketed dates, which is really a lot for us. So the the strain for us was on the ticketed events, we are basically the promoter. So we are, even though we live in Franklin, we're promoting shows in Lake Havasu, San Diego, Oceanside, um, LA, just wherever those ticketed events were. And which that adds some, that's added stress there. And then just de dealing with the uh, the uh, geographical uh, planning and uh, paying for airfares. You know, your cousin Kate uh, does all that for us. Um, and just 
when is best to try to have a church pick us up or a promoter pick us up or when do we rent the vans who's taking care of hotels uh who's going to take care of meals there's a lot of little things that normally you wouldn't think that oh that's a big deal but they're all big deals so Uh, i i know that there's a lot of work that goes into it yeah a lot of uh, hustle. Um, you can hear Roscoe. Roscoe is tired from all of that, <laughs> the details that I just said. Um, yeah, I, I know there's a lot of grind that goes into putting a tour together and actually executing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also know from experience that there's a lot of small moments on a tour like that that can be really funny. Yeah. And, and really the, the kind of the things that carry you through. Yeah. Um, I have to ask you, is there anything that stands out to you in this tour? It's like, wow, that was a funny moment. Or wow, I can't believe this happened. Um, I'd love to hear that. If you oh, have man, uh, I'm exhausted right now. So I'm sure there's more and you're catching me off guard. But just a couple of days ago, this was funny to me. Maybe it's funny because I'm just tired. So we arrive in Sacramento. There's 11 on the team, right? There's 11 of us out on the road. So we have all of our luggage, our band gear, and our product. You know, the CDs and t-shirts. So there's a bunch. And one van pulls up. And the guy who's working security at the airport, who's trying to keep vans flowing, he's standing there with this puzzled look in his eyes like, hmm. Like he's just looking at us. And we're all loading the van and everybody's standing around. Well, what he didn't know, what we, we, we had two other minivans coming, but they hadn't arrived yet. And he's just shaking his head. And finally, somebody said, is everything all right, sir? He goes, I'm just trying to figure out how is this going to work? <laughs> <laughs> all 11 of y'all and all this gear in one van, we said. Oh, man. This guy thinks... Yeah, these guys aren't smart enough to plan this kind of stuff out. It was just funny to yeah. me. We said, "Oh no, we got two more vans." Dude, he just went he just laughed out loud. He was, "Oh man, I was just wondering <laughs> how is this going to work? How is this going to So, I mean, that's the most freshest yeah. funny memory that comes to my mind right now. Maybe something will come up later. No, that's funny. You guys uh but honestly, whenever I travel on the road with you guys, one of the things that is it always is uh it, it always strikes me as amazing is the fact like that you guys don't get lost luggage more often than you do because you travel with so much stuff like not only your own personal bags but your a lot of you guys you travel with instruments you travel with merch you travel with uh all kinds of gear and I know you guys lose stuff every once in a while, but it's, I would say, kind of rare at this point without you guys lose stuff. Josh, I was thinking about that when we were pulling out of the uh, airport today. Out of all the flights, not one was delayed. Um, not one piece of luggage lost. Uh, not one hotel did we show up and they're like, oh, no, your rooms aren't ready. Yeah. Um, not one place did we show up and they didn't have a good meal, man, we are blessed. And, uh, you know, I think, I think that's credit to our team, to, uh, uncle John, to Caitlin, to me, uh, for the prep, but, but more so to all the people that had us out, the, the generous people, the promoters, the pastors, the people on staff, 
Man, shout out to the airlines, shout out to the hotel yeah. industry, and uh, most of all, thankful to God that's that, again, we didn't lose any luggage, we weren't late for any show, uh, we weren't delayed. Oh, I did have one, here's the one snafu of the whole tour for me, I'm telling on myself, <laughs> but I'm realizing it's good for me to tell on myself. So there's this new, um, it's not that new, but Turo, have you heard of Turo? Yeah, the, okay. the car rental Yeah, so... Thing. We've been using Turo more lately because it's pretty cool when they just pick you up at the curb and drop, then you drop off at the curb. You don't have to fight the lines in the rental car lines. Well, today, and when I picked up the Turo van on, when did we fly in? On Monday, the guy was so nice. His service was excellent. Well, today, and we said, hey, we'll be at the airport at 530 this morning. And I'm at least that's what I thought. And I'm waiting and 501, 531 comes. I'm texting him and he's not responding. 535. And now I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? Well, I look and I rent. I accidentally rented the van until tomorrow morning oh, instead wow. of this morning. So he he's a fast <laughs> asleep in bed. So I, I parked it, took a picture of where it was parked. So that was the only um but I, yeah, I just got to tell on myself, my excuse is that, well, it was late on in the tour. So uh, to uh, Mr. Vito out in Sacramento, <laughs> thanks so much for your understanding, sir. I hope you found your van. Your van's at the at the airport. <laughs> um, hey, for being on the road for 20, what, six days? Yeah. One, one slip up is that's yeah. pretty good. Um, I think it was 28 shows in 26 days. Wow. So Well... Last question about the tour before we move on. Um, I got to FaceTime with you and Eli, I guess it was last weekend or maybe late last week. And you guys were in Oceanside, California. Yeah. Um, the city you were born in. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were, while I called, you were kind of giving Eli a tour of, of the city. And I think you guys even drove by your old house yep. that, that you used to live in. Um, I'd love to hear like, What's it like to go back to the town that you grew up in? Tell us how long you lived there and and like what is it when you're there with Eli, your son, like what was it that you wanted to show him? Man, I love that question, Josh. Um you know, these past 4 months have been uh challenging for me. Anyone who follows us knows that I've been battling anxiety and some of the anxiety is uh, stress related. Some of it is, uh, that I'm realizing is, is, is from childhood trauma that I never dealt with. Some of it is stuff that I can't control. And then some of it is because of bad habits that I just, just started living with. And they seemed like they worked until they didn't work. So I want to say that to preface going back to Oceanside and reconnecting with some things from my childhood was healing for me. And it's not our first time being back to Oceanside, but perhaps it was because Eli was with me and perhaps it's because I'm more aware of trying to connect with my inner child in and not a shameful way or even in a, a, like a weird way, but in a healthy way. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a reason why the Bible says just to have a heart like a little child. Um, and I don't know all of what that means, but I just think that there's something about a child's heart. They, they, you know, when we were children, we dreamt more 
about we had these amazing dreams that we were going to pursue. And then somehow life happens. And the older we get, reality sometimes uh, kills our dreams. Mm. And I think that sometimes that's uh, just reality. And sometimes it's that we give up on our dreams because, man, well, we don't know how to navigate reality. So when we went to Oceanside, I didn't have uh, uh, plans of, oh, I'm going to take Eli here. I'm going to take him there. We literally, we were getting hungry. We were hungry. I said, E, you want to eat? And he goes, yeah, let's go eat. And then I said, man, do you want to go to our old house? And man, I'm thankful because, you know, Eli is a lot like me. He's not the most like, let's go check out the scene. He's like, let's go to the hotel. Let's do what we have to get done and then leave to the next city. But Eli, man, thanks to Eli, he said, yeah, dad, let's, we're here. What else are we going to do? And just Josh, we, so we drove to 1325 Cornish Drive. That's where we lived at. And saw a, um, man, seeing the house, remembering grandma, you know, remembering grandpa as we were pulling up to the house, cause it's on a hill. I started having, and maybe it was cause Eli was in the car with me. I started thinking, man, how hard, how difficult would it have been for my dad and my mom to make it with the culture change, uh, without going to college, without really having uh, a degree in education for them to make it in Oceanside, California. And I know back in the day, it wasn't as expensive as it is now, but it still was expensive. We lived in a pretty middle-class neighborhood and for them to be able to, to, to work jobs and afford, uh, to, to, raise their uh, kids in a safe neighborhood like that, that was a lot of hustle and a lot of grind. So I got emotional thinking about that. Um, and then just as I walked, I took uh, Eli to Palmquist Elementary, you know, and Lincoln Middle School. It used to be called Lincoln Junior High. Well, Uncle Dave went. Palmquist Elementary is where me and Uncle Yeti and John and Uncle John and Uncle James went there as well, I think for kindergarten and first grade. But even the smell of the grass, there's something about the smell of the grass. I could even, I remember driving by the cafeteria and telling Eli E, this is, may sound weird, but the cafeteria, I fell in love with that food at the cafeteria. So, and then after that, uh, we drove to uh, Eternal Hills, which is the cemetery in Oceanside. And we went and saw Uncle Junior's uh, uh, graveside and so many of our cousins uncles and aunts who have passed away are buried at eternal hills and man josh not to sound morbid but it was a a good reminder that man we're all here just passing through life doesn't last forever someday we're gonna we're i'm gonna die um so i think that moment with eli was that hey man make the most of every moment that's what we try to do on the Christmas tour, and that's what I'm going to try to do now that I'm home. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you guys got to go, and I'm glad that I got to FaceTime yeah. you just for a little bit. Was that was cool. a highlight, to have you on there. It was it was uh, cool seeing you guys there, and I, I don't know if you remember, years ago, actually, you took me to that house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I maybe was like 10, 11 years old, and... Did we actually walk in the house that time? Yeah, the yeah. people who lived there at the yeah. time, they let us come in. Mm-hmm. And we just, I, I remember you um, taking us to, 
what was grandma and grandpa's bedroom. Yeah. And I, re- I, I remember it vividly, vividly you saying, man, it feels like my mom, it was just here. Mm-hmm. And I think there was like a mirror in the room yeah. and we were looking at the mirror and like, this was the mirror grandma got ready in. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a special memory for me. And it was cool seeing that you guys got to go back to that. And, um, hopefully I'll get to go again. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that, uh, again, glad you guys got to do that. Also glad that you're home, dad. And yeah. glad that you're here for Christmas. You know, last week I reached out to you and the rest of the crew who was on the road. And I know that during this season, being away from home is kind of normal for mm-hmm. for you and your brothers and the rest of the crew. But And, and another thing that's normal is that yearning to come home for Christmas. Yeah. And now that you're home, um, I've kind of been trying to have like a, a focus on Christmas over the last couple of weeks. I actually had, when mom was on the show maybe two weeks ago, that, mm-hmm. that was my first episode where I was like, this is going to be about Christmas. And so I want to continue with that, uh, at least for this week, since it's our Christmas is just a few days away now. And I want to ask you, Dad, um, not only what's going on at home, but also, what is Christmas going to be like at home for you and mom this year? What are what's your hope? What's your uh, what's your dream Christmas scenario for this year? Hmm. So, such a great uh, topic of discussion, Josh. Because you would think at fifty three. I just turned 53 a couple of weeks ago. You would think that I would know exactly like, oh, this is how it's going to go because this is the way we do it. But I'm really approaching this Christmas with a, a fresh perspective of, again, being present. And, and maybe in years past, I, I desired that or I don't know if I ever acknowledged it, but I do know this. I've not ever felt the desire to be present more than I feel like it now. And maybe it's because of the challenges of the last four months in my own personal life, in my life with my marriage with mom, with my relationship with you and E and uh, Alexis and Amelia, with all of those close to me that, you know, I think that Christmas the 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 story of christmas of of god coming down in the flesh to be with us is powerful and simple god knew that man these people cannot they need something they need a presence they need a gift they need peace they need love they need joy more than they even realize it and i feel like and i'm one of those people that have has tried in the past to well, maybe it's it's about buying this gift or receiving this gift or uh, this tour or creating this experience. And experiences are awesome. Uh, and, and gifts are great and, and necessary. Uh, I love giving. I love receiving. But this Christmas, I'm just going to do my best to not do and just be. Mm. To be with mom. Outside of Jesus, my greatest gift, the love of my life, to just be with her, uh, 
to be with, uh, specifically on Christmas Day, to be with my son Eli and my daughter Amelia. I'm going to really miss you and Alexis, but guess what? You're going to be exactly where you need to be, and we'll wait for you. And when you get back, we are going to be together. Uh, that's what I, I, I hope for this Christmas. And it's starting now, Josh. When you asked me to do the podcast, I'm like, man, I got to get home. I'm tired. I'm, I actually have a date with mom in Ooh, in 50 minutes. <laughs> and so I'm going to be there. 5-0 or 1-5? Five? 5-0. Five okay. We'll um, get you out of here. Yeah, 5-0. Um, but, but I'm here with you, son. And I'm glad to be here with you. I'm glad to... Uh, I'm thankful that uh, God's goodness in your life. I'm thankful that you have a beautiful wife. You live in a beautiful home. You have a job. You're coming up on the end of uh, of a goal, which, by the way, man, I just want to shout you out, man. A song every day. I remember when we talked about it at our around our dining room table uh, the beginning of the year, and you said what you were hoping to do. And, dude, I, I can't imagine you being a husband, a full-time husband, a, a full-time corporate job, uh, uh, hosting a podcast, taking care of a dog, being a friend, being a brother, being a son, and making a song a beat every day. Dude, I celebrate you. I honor you, Josh. Um, you're a gift to me, to everyone who knows you, not just because of what you do, but just because of who you are. Thanks. And it's an honor to be with you right now. Thanks so much, Dad. That means a lot to me. And mm. honor to be with you. I'm uh it's funny, so last year I went to um Whiteville, North Carolina with Alexis, same time this year for to for Christmas. And mm -hmm. it was when I was there that I first had the idea of making a beat every day for I, I actually remember I, it was night and I was walking Roscoe who was yeah. still a little puppy yeah in the, the front yard of Alexis's grandparents house yeah and for whatever reason that idea came to me right there wow and now I'm going back for Christmas we're actually leaving tomorrow and I'll be back there and it'll be cool to um kind of end the year there and um I guess reflect on wow an idea I had in this front yard and mm -hmm. now it's uh come to fruition but um you know I not I haven't done this every day but probably at least once every couple of weeks I'll send you one of the songs mm -hmm. I did for the day and usually it's one that I'm especially proud of because yeah. I'm like wow this one sounds good um and you've always been so encouraging and supportive of me dad oh, so thank man. you for doing that and I love your music, Josh. I love it. I think it's a. I, I do. I'm. I'm. I'm probably biased, but I. There's something about your style. Growing up on who you grew up on, and some of it I didn't grow up on. So, there's this flavor there, um, dude. I love that song you sent the other day. You said something about that's not fear in my eyes. That's fire. Hmm. What? What was that hook? Um, Did you remember so it? You're doing so many what songs. What if this ain't fear inside my eyes, but rather fire? Oh, dude. I love that. Oh, thanks, Ted. That's so poetic, man, because to me, Josh, 
I think the the journey of life is really the uh what's the word I'm looking for? Um it's the uh when you have two things, it's at the tip of my tongue. Duality. Not dichotomy, not duality, the not the the something of life. It's it's both. It's mm. not either or. It's fear and fire, man. Yeah. It's uh <laughs> it's pain and healing. It's joy and sadness. Um, it's hustle and grind. It's winning and losing. Mm. It's all of it, man. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, when I was writing that, you know, I'm really into like I'm really into um like wordplay and, yeah. and even the etymology of things like mm-hmm. just like where words come from and yeah like the words i think maybe it's not a coincidence that the word fear and fire are so close to each other yeah because it, it, it probably is a coincidence but in the moment i was like yeah. man they're really they the words are not that different from each other and honestly having fear in your eyes and fire in your eyes i don't know if people could tell the difference yeah they they look pretty similar uh-huh. and just at least in in my mind the yeah. way i envision it and so um i think i've had a lot of fear this year but yeah. also a lot of fire yeah and they often feel very similar yeah um but thanks for listening dad I, whenever people reach out to me and say oh this is awesome and or whatever the the only way i know how to respond is say thanks for listening because yeah. that really does mean the world to me yeah People even take the time to press play and absolutely. Um, no, I think I think one thing that you do for me is you you pr- provoke me to think deeper. You challenge me, uh, and just the uh, the poetic uh, authenticity of the way you articulate things, man, it touches my soul. It fires me up, and it helps me to think outside of the box. And that, whether it's fear or fire, to me, man we need both, man. You know, yeah, the Bible says do not fear, but there's something about fear that that can cause you that like, I got to go through this fire or I'm just going to stay in this complacency forever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, without faith, without fear, we wouldn't need faith. So, yeah, don't get me started because I'll get corny. <laughs> no, you're good, Dad. <laughs> well, I know you have a day with mom coming up and I want to try and get, make sure you're not late for that. Okay. But I do have one more thing I want to talk to you about. And I talked to mom about it as well. Um, And it's beyond Christmas. I love Christmas and um, I'm going to celebrate Christmas. I'm going to go hard for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite holiday is right after Christmas. Mm. It's New Year's. Mm -hmm. Um, I think... Maybe when I was in high school or college was when I really started like loving New Year's, the the holiday of New mm-hmm. Year's. And I told mom, like, I love the, the combination of both like reflecting on this past year, but also looking forward to, to the next year. And th- that's just like a, a, a special moment in time for me is, is New Year's. And I really appreciate um, the significance of the moment. And so I just want to ask you as we approach the end of 2022 and the beginning of a new year, 2023, um, kind of two part, a question, like, what do you think your reflections are of this year? Like when you look back on it and you like, what, what is the, 
what stands out to you about this year? And then what are you looking forward to about 2023? Huh. All right. So this has been the hardest year of my life. And, and I'm still on this journey, the most rewarding. I think uh, the anxiety that I've been going through uh, was a wake-up call to me that there's another way to live than trying to be in control. Mm. Trying to control people, trying to control outcomes. And when I say control people, I, I want to... I, I, I'm not trying to let myself off the hook, but there was things that I would do, just habits, just ways, just personality traits, or maybe I should say character defects that I didn't even realize were that I was doing these things to medicate my anxiety. Like, okay, if I, if I can, if I can be better at this, if I can be more successful, if I can work out more if I can get more things done, if I can be more efficient, if I can do that project, if I can win and do that. It was just this constant thing that I used to use it, look at it as I was just driven. But some things that happened to me personally and that I had to face with, uh, come to, to the, with truth in my own life uh, real made me realize that, yeah, you're driven, but not all of that was drive. A lot of it was anxiety. A lot of that was arrogance. A lot of that was um, trying to do life, trying to, trying to be in control. So that has been a, a realization in my life that, and there's healing that's coming, that has come and that is still coming through prayer, through uh, my family, you, uh, my mom, Eli, my brother, some of my closest friends uh, that they've walked with me during this time. Some of it's coming through meditation, some through, uh, through, through therapy, some through the word of God. But I'm thankful for however the healing comes. So it's been the most difficult year of my life. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say year, but at least quarter. But the reward, I think, is realizing that, man, there's another way to live. Uh, and God has been with me all, the, all, all of it, Josh. I'm not, you know, it was not like, oh, man, I found God. No, God has been there for me every step of the way since I was a child. And that when, when I sing that, when me and uncle sing the song, whenever we do, your goodness is running after me. Oh, man. I sing that differently. It rings different to my soul. The other reward is finding out that Eli and Amelia are having a baby. Uh, man, I think that's probably uh, some of the best news that I've received all year. And I'm looking forward to that. So that's my reflection. Did you, what was the other part of the question? Um, 
as you look ahead mm-hmm. to 2023, this next yeah. year, um, what are you like? You don't have to tell me like a New Year's resolution or a goal, but like just off the top of your head, like what's your dream for, for the next year? Like, what do you see? If, if this happens, this will be a really good thing for 2023. Yeah. One day at a time. Wholehearted living. That may not sound like anything profound or that may not even make sense to people listening, but to me, that is my hope uh, and my prayer is that God, by the grace of God, he would give me the courage, the humility, the discipline, the surrender uh, to live wholeheartedly, to know that I can be fully known and fully loved all at the same time. That's awesome, Dad. I, I believe that for you. And Thank you. Today, tomorrow, and, and in all of 2023, I, I really do believe that for you. Mm. Um, before we end, I do have two quick announcements to make for yeah. our listeners. Um, the first being that for people who are listening and maybe you didn't get to go see the I Need Jesus Christmas tour, um, or maybe you did and you really loved it, mm-hmm. um, you still have an opportunity to see a little piece of that tour uh, on a on an exclusive live stream event with the Katinas. Uh, it'll be this Friday, right, Dad? Yes. Friday yes. the 23rd. 23rd. Um, at 6 p.m. Central, uh, there's going to be an exclusive live stream hosted by the Katinas, and you can buy tickets to that mm-hmm. on their website. If you visit their website, you'll see uh, Home with the Katinas live stream Christmas special. Click on that. It'll take you where you need to go to buy tickets. If you want to see um, the Katinas right before Christmas, it'll be your last show of the year, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a great opportunity for you guys to do that, so I highly encourage you to do that. And then my second announcement is really just for one person who's listening because she always listens to every episode. It's to my lovely wife, Alexis. I'm recording this on the winter solstice, December 21st, and that's a significant date for us because it's the day that we started dating. Wow. Um, Four years ago today, um, Hmm. Alexis agreed to be my girlfriend. And so, honey, it'll be past our anniversary when you listen to this, but wherever you are, I'm so glad you said yes to be my girlfriend <laughs> and eventually yes to be my wife. And it's been an amazing four years that I've gotten to spend with you. So I love you so much, babe. Wow, Josh. I want to thank you for helping us to stream this live. Uh, it's one of our first streaming events where people can purchase tickets. And uh, I, yes, I think it's going to be a great time to get together with your family or just you and hear a uh, uh, an encouraging word about Christmas and listen to, to some uh, some great Christmas music. And then I also want to say congratulations to you and Alexis. I remember the first day I was literally coming home from a Christmas tour and I walked in the house and you told me, you said, Dad, I'm going to bring my, I don't think she was officially your girlfriend yet. You were just no, friends. You wasn't. hadn't asked her yeah. to be your girlfriend. And I remember walking in and she was talking with mom and she turned around Man, her smile lit up the room. I could just, I secretly hoped, man, I hope this was the one for Josh. Mm. 
And I'm glad she is. Me too. So Merry Christmas to you and Alexis. I love you both. Thanks, Dad. I can't believe it's been four years since that day now. Crazy. Time flies. Well, Dad, really appreciate you making this your first stop while you came home. Um, I'll get you out of here so you can go on your date with Mom and then go to sleep for Uh, 12 hours or whatever it is. Um, I will see you... Next time I see you will be after Christmas, actually. Yeah. So Merry Christmas to you, Dad. And um, I guess I'll see you at the cabin. The, the yeah, cabin. but we're having our Christmas, right? Together oh, yes. Together on the 28th, I think. Okay, yeah. We're looking forward to that. Well. Josh, I love you. I'm proud of you. Love you too, Dad. Well done, son. Thank you so much. For those of you listening, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check one, two. This is yours truly on the microphone. Today is December 20th, which means after this, I got 10 more beats to go, 10 more days in the year, and it's been a ride, and I wrote a few words down, I just want to say them real quick. What if I was faithful? What if I was real? What if I could do this every day to pay the bills? What if I could stretch? What if I could grind? What if I was everything I was inside my mind? What if I was patient? What if I was wise? What if this ain't fear inside my eyes, but rather fire? What if I was patient? What if I was wise? What if this ain't fear inside my eyes? my eyes.